0: Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Monica Sterling, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. And we start with Monica for this edition. Over to you.
1: Thanks, Peter. We start with the final rule in Biden administration executive order on domestic preferences and American-made goods. On January 19th, the FAR Council belatedly finalized a rule to implement President Trump's executive order entitled Maximizing Use of American-Made Goods, Products, and Materials. The final rule adopts, among other things, the following significant changes. Increasing the amount of domestic component costs generally needed, now to 55%, for non-commercial off-the-shelf end product to qualify as domestic. Also, establishing for the first time outside of federal grant programs, special and complex rules for end products consisting, quote, wholly or predominantly of iron or steel or a combination of both. And finally, increasing the price evaluation penalty assessed on non-domestic end products in civilian agency procurements to 20% generally and 30% for domestic end product offers from small business. Then on January 25th, President Biden issued EO 14005, which lays out the general policy of Maximizing the use of goods, products, and materials produced in and services offered in, you guessed it, the United States. In addition to requiring agencies to review and report on implementation of and compliance with the various domestic preference regimes, the EO includes the following key provisions. It creates a new Made in America office within OMB to be headed by a Made in America director who will have authority to review proposed agency waivers of any domestic preferences with ultimate resolution by the president for any disagreements that cannot be resolved between OMB and the agency. The EO also requires GSA to develop a website where it will publish proposed and granted waivers along with the justification. The EO further directs the FAR Council within 180 days of the order to consider proposing several amendments to the BAA, including one, potentially a further increase in the domestic component requirements and applicable price evaluation preferences, And two, replacement of a long-standing component test in favor of a value-based test. The EO further directs the FAR Council specifically to review the current special rules for commercial item IT, as well as more generally to report recommendations on how to further effectuate the policy announced in the EO. Now over to Peter for some additional directives from President Biden.
0: Thanks, Monica. So next up is President Biden's directive from ONB. It's typically called the regulatory freeze memo, that is quite common whenever there is a change in administration. On January 20th, 2021, OMB issued a memo to the heads of executive departments and agencies detailing President Biden's plan for managing the federal regulatory process at the outset of the new administration. Specifically, OMB requested that department heads refrain from proposing or issuing a rule in any manner until a Biden-appointed or designated agency or department head has reviewed and approved the rule. Second, that memo also must immediately lead to the withdrawal of any unpublished rules sent to the Office of Federal Register. And third, any published rules that have not yet taken effect, the agency must consider postponing the rule's effective date for 60 days for the purpose of reviewing any questions of fact, law, and policy that may come out of that potential rule. The memorandum carves out exceptions to these requirements including for rules that are required by statute or judicial order or that affect open quote critical health safety environmental financial or national security matters or for a variety of other delineated reasons now over to Monica.
1: Thanks Peter. Next on the agenda is a protest decision focused on discussions and remedies. On January 13th, GAO sustained Gov National Healthcare Drive LLC's post award bid protest challenging the Department of Veterans Affairs' failure to conduct meaningful discussions in a lease procurement. Gov National argued that VA failed to conduct meaningful discussions, where the VA invited all offerors to revise their proposals to include missing required information, but did not inform Gov National the VA had assessed eight deficiencies and numerous weaknesses against its proposal. VA argued that its communications with offerors did not constitute discussions as they were merely due diligence clarifications resulting in exchanges with offerors. GAO sustained the protest, finding that the agency's exchanges with offerors amounted to a request to provide essential information necessary for the agency to determine the acceptability of their respective proposals. Given these communications, the agency erred by failing to raise the eight deficiencies and numerous weaknesses with Gov National. GAO noted that although it would typically recommend that the lease contract award be terminated and the VA conduct discussions, it did not do so here because the lease contract did not contain a termination for a convenience clause and the illegality of the contract award was not plain. Instead, GAO recommended that VA pay bid and proposal costs. Now back to Peter.
0: I wanted to close with two other updates that we're watching closely, both relating to actions taken by President Biden. First, On January 27th, President Biden issued an executive order. The title of that executive order is Tackling the Climate Crisis at Home and Abroad. And that executive order really announces a whole-of-government approach to reducing climate pollution, delivering environmental justice, and spurring economic growth. Most notably for contractors, the executive order announces the use of the buying power of the federal government to be harnessed and directed at certain of these ambitions, that's going to be effectuated through a variety of agencies, regulatory actions. But we expect that procurement actions will necessarily involve a heightened focus on climate policy, reducing pollution, spurring growth in ways that are consistent with this executive order. Second thing I wanted to mention is consistent with an executive order That was issued in his first few days in office, OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, released updated guidance on January 29th addressing COVID-19 in the workplace. Among other things that are particularly notable here is that the guidance addresses COVID vaccinations for the first time, recommending that employers make vaccination available at no cost to eligible employees, and it directs employers not to make distinctions between employees that have been vaccinated and those who have not, the big thing that we're really watching is whether or not there's additional guidance or a new standard that comes out of OSHA that would track what we're seeing in certain states like Virginia. So a lot to watch there. Certainly important to contractors as well as other employees and employers. And with that, we will close out. Thank you for joining us. This has been the fastest five minutes. Brought to you by Croll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions, I can be reached at 202-624-2807, and Monica can be reached at 202-624-2549. Thank you.
1: The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Maury LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast.